ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nerds of the Roundtable, and today we bring you a special episode, an episode almost uh, a year, give or take, in the making. Uh, I am, of course, Antonio Padilla, and uh, joining me today as a producer, but uh, always by my side, Clifford Miller, and returning to the podcast for today's very special episode, um, fan favorite guest, international best-selling author, Ella Dominguez. Ella, say hello to everybody out there. Hello, everybody. There she is. Welcome her back, everybody. <laughs> we love her. You love her. I know you do. So, uh, all right. And uh, today, like I said, we have a very special episode. Today is not, we're not going to be breaking down the news. This is not even a uh, secret origins. Today, we're doing something that, like I said, it's been almost a year in the making. This was something I pitched to Ella originally. I pitched it to Cliff, and we both we all signed off on it. That's why Ella's here, because it involves something that her and I are both passionate about, and we want to talk about, because it's something that, uh, well, we'll get into that a little bit. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of what is hopefully a continuing series on this channel. This is hashtag unapologetic. What is it? This is a show where myself, Cliff, and hopefully various other guests will come aboard, and we're going to talk about things that most people mm, maybe don't like or things that get a bad rap, and we're going to do our best to defend them and explain to you why they're actually awesome. Now, with all that being said, today's introductory episode is going to involve a franchise that Ella and I both love, uh, and we're going to be talking about their two most recent installments we're talking about prometheus and alien covenant now before we get into it before we get into the nitty-gritty all the things we love about these movies and why you should love them as well ella let's do a little bit of uh background on you and i because we both love the alien movies we also both love the predator movies as well but that's a whole nother episode um, so like you know just real quick um explain to people your love of the alien franchise oh gosh you know i'm trying to think back the first time i saw the movies mm -hmm. and i was i was a kid and speaking of unapologetic i'm mm -hmm. you know i'm unapologetic i was a child when i saw these and and mm -hmm. they had a huge impression on me i like monster movies mm -hmm. i consider this sort of a high-tech monster movie yes and i shared these i love these movies so much i shared them with my daughter when she was young Mm -hmm. And I'm not apologetic about that either. <laughs> um, I think it taught her that monsters aren't real. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it gave her an um, appreciation for this sort of movie. Yeah, so, the sort of storytelling that goes along with it. Yes, I just, I adore them. Even the ones that I am not, <laughs> that I don't love. You have yeah. to just kind of take them as what they are and, right. you know. <laughs> But I love them. You know I love them. I have to watch these movies at least a couple times a year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's that thing where um, I think almost every time you and I hang out together, it, like we watch at least one alien movie together. That's I right. Mean, we always watch Predator, but then it's like, you know what yeah. we should watch? We should watch Aliens. <laughs> That's <laughs> so right. It's kind of our, uh, our ritual because we, we love these movies so much. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so go ahead. Keep, keep, uh, keep telling people about uh, your history with this franchise. Um, you know, I was again. I don't know that I've ever actually seen any of them at the theater either, mm -hmm. which is which is actually a bit shameful. But um, 
I own, I swear to you, every version of these movies. I've had them on VHS. I've had mm-hmm. them on DVD. I've had them on Blu-ray. <laughs> I even had them on, do you remember those big discs that came out? Laser disc? Yes. I had them <laughs> on laser disc. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wish I still had that. I but wish I, you still had those too. Yeah. <laughs> those are probably big so, collector's items right now. Yeah. So I genuinely just adore these movies. The majority of them. Yeah, 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 same. And it's funny you mentioned it. Like, I, I just came to the reason. I don't think I've seen. No, 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 that's not true. I saw Prometheus in theaters. And actually, that's something that I want to talk about before we get into it as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Prometheus is the only one I've seen in theaters, which is weird. Um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, I came across these movies when I was very young as well. Although maybe not as young as you were. I think I was already in high school. I had already heard of them. You know, and I knew their reputation amongst, like, film fans and sci-fi fans. Uh, but just for whatever reason, I just never watched them. And then I remember one day I was homesick from school, and AMC was having a marathon. They were showing all of them back to back to back. And so I was laying in bed sick, and I watched Alien, and then Aliens, and yes, even Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, which, you know, those last two were eh. But but those first two really captured my imagination and really mm-hmm. uh, fascinated me. And then, of course, it was like, oh, Ridley Scott directed Alien? James Cameron directed Aliens? Like, that blew my mind because I already knew who both of those guys were. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I've, I've been a, a massive fan for a long, long time. And, yeah, I think, uh, you know, like I said, it's it's this bizarre ritual you and I have where yes, we'll sit there and, and watch uh, uh, aliens. I I think. Am I wrong in saying aliens is probably our favorite? Yes. Okay. So I recently actually. Okay. So I watched um, Prometheus and Alien Covenant about three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. And then, usually, it's Aliens is the one that I, you know, mm-hmm. I'll watch that a handful of times a year. Yeah. That's just one of those movies. I I like what I what I call my in the background movies. Like if yeah. I'm writing Predator is one of them. Jaws is one of them. (laughs) Tremors is one of them. Don't judge me. Hey, Tremors um, is great, okay? Like, I don't care what anybody says. Tremors Tremors and Aliens. And so those are my, like, my, in my, my arsenal of background movies. Mm -hmm. But this time I actually watched Alien. Mm -hmm. And it, oh gosh, it's probably been a year since I saw the first one. And you know what? I still just love the first one. I still watch mm-hmm. it and still see stuff. Like, how yeah. did I miss? Did I not remember that? Did I miss that? Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. And also, um, like I said, like I think Aliens is, is our favorite. That doesn't mean we don't love Alien, but they are two completely different beasts um, right. in terms of what kind of... Because Alien is very much the, the haunted house in outer space type of movie and if i'm uh i think it was the first one of those types of movies i ever saw um and then aliens is like the bombastic war movie so it's more of an action movie that's exactly it so i consider um alien more of like a thriller Mm -hmm. it's sort of slow going it's it's psychological yes and then the second one is what i consider an action movie yes exactly uh, yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. And then yeah. I consider, and then I consider the third movie just a hot mess. So <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it 
It really is. I yeah. always tell people, and I think I've said this on, on a previous episode of the podcast that you were on already, but I'm going to reiterate it for anyone who missed it. Uh, if you if you ever want to know just what went wrong with Alien 3, watch the two-hour making-of documentary that's on the Blu-ray. The documentary is a much better experience than the actual movie. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. And that's the I... other thing, too, like how much I love these movies. I watched all of the two-hour making-of documentaries on all of these movies, including Prometheus and Alien Covenant. So I would watch the documentary on the third movie, but I have only seen the third movie twice. And mm -hmm. I say twice. I didn't even want to watch it the second time, but I saw it the first time and I just, look, it's not that the acting's bad. We know that the acting mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. um, Charles, what's his name? Charles, Charles. Dance. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. But I just hate the storyline so bad. They just yeah. destroyed everything that I loved about the first two. It, and so, yeah, they committed the cardinal sin of like killing off two of our favorite characters yes. before the movie even began. And, <laughs> so it already and, had that working against it. So. And so I, I just let it lie. It was like, okay, maybe I was in a bad mood. Maybe, hmm. who knows? Maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind for it. I, I'll do that with movies Mm -hmm. sometimes that I don't like. I think I said that about Twilight, mm -hmm. um, which now I, I, I even hate to admit it, but now I love, <laughs> but anyway, let's not go there. Um, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want people to judge me on that. So, but that's how it was for Twilight. Like I, I saw it the first time and I'm like, I hate it. I hate it. Mm -hmm. But I went back and revisited it. So I did that with the third movie. Even after the second time, I'm like, I'm going to pretend like those don't even exist. Mm -hmm. I just, I skip right over that, and and the rest of them are fine for me. Yeah, yeah. I well, it, the weird thing is, I have a, sort of a love hate relationship with Alien Three. Like, I I agree it's not good, but um, I have, and this applies to other movies from even other franchises or even just standalone movies that people are like, oh, this is terrible. But like, if I can look at a movie and I can see like, oh, this had potential, and I can see, oh, there was a good movie in here somewhere but someone or a collective of someone's uh, messed this, dropped the ball, you know? And I see that in Alien 3. Um, I could see that there was potentially a good movie in there somewhere, but, like, again, watch that two-hour making of documentary. It's fascinating just how, how many people screwed that movie up. <laughs> so I do have a love-hate relationship with that movie because so I watch it sometimes and be like, yeah, I can see that there was potential here. And then other times I'm just like, oh, this is garbage. This is trash. And you know um, what? A, tes a testament oh, to how good, how good the first two were is mm -hmm. that it was still able to make a comeback after that third movie. Yeah. And it's yeah. doing okay. That The franchise is still doing okay. Yeah, we're still going. So, yeah, it has staying power. You're absolutely correct. Um. So, yeah, yeah, so uh, that's, you know, for everybody out there who's wondering, like, we we love Alien, we love Aliens, we love the franchise, uh, even if there are some bad ones. <laughs> Although I don't think we'll ever do an episode of Unapologetic where we try and defend Alien 3. Um, <laughs> I don't think we'll ever do that. Uh, but um, like we said up top, this is about Prometheus and Alien Covenant. So let's go ahead and start getting into that. I'm going to go back to... 2012 that was the year prometheus came out you know i can't and believe it was that long ago 
right? It doesn't, because to me, it still feels new. It does still feel new to me. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but yeah, so 2012 was the year it came out. And I remember when we started getting the the trailers and we started seeing like posters and everything for it. And I was so hyped. And I remember the, the, the girl I was seeing at the time, she was also a huge Alien fan. She was also a huge fan of like Ridley Scott and Blade Runner. So we were huge. We were like hyped for this. Oh, and spoiler alert, everybody. Like I, before I forget, we're going to spoil the crap out of these movies. So if for some reason you haven't seen either of these movies and you're listening to this, uh, maybe go watch these movies before we spoil it for you. <laughs> but so yeah, 2012, uh, myself and my then girlfriend were like, we were so hyped for this movie. And it's funny. Uh, the way you described your reaction to Alien 3 was 100% my reaction to this movie the first time I saw it. Like, we went to go see it in theaters, and when it was over, we were both so disappointed and just angry. Like, angry, we hated yeah. the movie. Like, I always tell people, I always describe the ride home from the movie theater afterwards. If you had been a third wheel in that car you would have thought that her and I just had like a major fight at dinner or something, you know, and we were upset with each other. We weren't, we were mad at what we had just experienced. (laughs) But I think that goes to speak about like what you were saying, like, Oh, maybe we were just in the wrong mindset or maybe it was, we were expecting something that the movie was never going to be. And honestly, I think that's what it was. We were expecting it to be alien or aliens and the way I always try to prime people when they go into Prometheus is there's a reason the word alien is not in the title. Like, think about that just for a second. There's a reason it's not there. There's a reason it's just called Prometheus. Because as you know, and anyone else who has seen the movie, the classic alien xenomorph does not appear in this movie. Right. And so, you know, it would have been lying to the audience to call it something like alien colon Prometheus. You know what I mean? Okay, so you know my experience with seeing Prometheus mm-hmm. was... Yeah, okay, you didn't I, even know it was an alien movie. No, so you, I have to preface this by saying I spent basically 2012 sort of in this days where I was writing a book, my first book that I ended up publishing, mm-hmm. and I was not seeing... I wasn't watching any TV. I wasn't um, looking at any movie trailers online. I was just writing Mm -hmm. and so i didn't even know anything about this movie when it came out Mm -hmm. um and then um later my husband brought it home i I believe he he bought it or he rented it and i was just like yeah sure whatever i'm just gonna watch this movie and i remember right off the bat i'm like what you know what am i watching (laughs) i don't know i didn't have any i hadn't even seen a preview for this movie Mm -hmm. And now I know why he kept saying, you got to see this. You'll like it. You got to see this. It's because mm-hmm. he knew I loved the alien fran- franchise. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he just assumed I knew it was what right. it was. And I, oh, probably about not quite halfway. And I'm like, why is, does this feel like an alien ripoff? <laughs> like they're totally stealing from alien. <laughs> and as we get closer to the end, I'm like, okay, this is bull. They're totally ripping off from the Aliens franchise. And I'm starting to get mad. Like, how how could they get away with this? I don't understand this. And finally, we get to that ending. And it's just such a... Oh, that ending. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's such a twisted ending. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to credits. And I'm like, they totally ripped off from Aliens. 
I just finally blurted it out. And my husband's like, what do you mean they ripped off from it? I'm like, can you not see that this is aliens? He's like, it is aliens. This yeah. is the, he's like, this is the prequel. I'm like, what an asshole for not telling me. Like, <laughs> what the? I cannot believe I sat through a whole movie and did not know that that was the prequel. Yeah, because even I'm like, how did you not know? Like the the, the Wayland Corporation, the uh, like it, it has the fingerprints all over it. But like I don't know. I guess maybe you just thought like like I, like you were saying like maybe you just thought it was a ripoff or something. <sighs> but yeah, that story always makes me laugh. <laughs> And then after I realized it was an alien prequel, it all made sense. But then mm -hmm. it made me mad even more like, what did they just do to my franchise? Mm -hmm. They just totally turned it upside down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. And like, yeah, yeah, because that, that was sort of my frustration with the movie originally was that it, I was like, it's kind of alien, but it's not alien. It's not a movie I recognize. Um you know, I, like, I didn't really recognize anything that, aside from, like, it's in space, and you see a couple things, like, you see the ship, you see, at the very end, you see, you see a creature that kind of resembles the classic alien, but it's not the classic alien, so it's like, I was like, I, I don't like this at all. And it was weird, because it was only upon, like, when the movie came out on Blu-ray, I picked it up, and I watched it again, and the second time, I was like, oh, you know what? That wasn't as terrible as i thought it was and then you know i watched it another couple times and i was like you know what that's my fault i was expecting something completely different i was expecting it to just be a rehash of everything we already saw and that's not what this movie is and once i saw that i could accept it and be like no this is actually really good and it's really this kind of feeds into something that um i've talked about on on nerds around table a bunch of times like in regards to sequels and whatnot it's like I don't like when people just do the same thing over and over again. Like, to me, that's lazy. If I just wanted to watch Alien or Aliens, I would just stay home and watch those movies. Like, I already own them. I'm not going to pay money to watch them again. You know right. what I mean? So once I figured that out, I got over that hurdle. I was like, no, they, they gave me something new, which is what I wanted in the first place. So I don't know why I was so angry and upset about it. Um, so, so I've actually only seen Prometheus three times. Mm -hmm. And again, it, I saw it that second time because now I could watch it in context. Like, mm -hmm. okay, now I know it's a prequel. Mm -hmm. Now it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I wasn't as angry about it the second time, but it's still, it just, <laughs> it, it hurts my feelings. It's just, it's, uh, you know what I mean? It just, it's just so out there. It's just. It is, it is. And that's um, that's actually what we're going to get into later, because um, when I start getting into my notes here, you, uh, I think you, our listeners, and even Cliff, if he's, <laughs> if he's paying attention, he's going to get like a different insight into how, how I watch these movies and how I process what they're, uh, the content of them. Because like, the, the reason why I turned around on Prometheus and Alien Covenant, because all right, let, let, let's talk a little bit about Alien Covenant because uh, I've spoken to a number of people here who kind of agree with me on this point where regardless of how you feel about these movies, Alien Covenant and Prometheus work so well together 
that Covenant kind of makes Prometheus a better movie. Like there's information there's information in Covenant that helps make certain things in Prometheus make more sense or feel more organic. Like yes. the opening scene between David and uh, Peter Wayland. That yes. scene gives um, uh, context to David's motivations in Prometheus. Yes, it gives you yes, it gives you a better understanding of it. Absolutely, because when I watched mm-hmm. Covenant again, mm-hmm. and I watched them back to back, it yeah. fit together better. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And that's why I always tell people like, if you're gonna watch these, you should probably watch them together because it makes for a much more uh, seamless experience and a much more um, full experience as well. Because uh, the other thing that I I realized upon watching Alien Covenant, because when Alien Covenant was coming out, you know, I had already come around to Prometheus. I was like, Prometheus is great. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> um, so I was excited for Covenant. And then when I watched it, the first time I watched it, I was like, that was awesome. And and But I was like, I don't know. Am I just saying that because I'm on this high right now? Like, I should just sit with it and maybe come back to it again. And I did that, and I watched it a second time, and I was like, yeah, still awesome. <laughs> it is and, good. I th- it is good. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just say it is good, but it it's it also still hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, like I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that because I think I know what it is. Um, but Alien Covenant was so again, like we were talking about. Alien is the the haunted house in outer space. Aliens is like the 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 war movie, the action movie. Um, Alien Covenant is this creepy gothic horror movie in space. Yes, it's, like, I consider it like it's a dark, I don't know, it's just like almost like a dark thriller. Again, it's it's psychological. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's like a gothic horror movie because like David in Covenant becomes like the mad scientist. He's kind of like Victor Frankenstein. And like he mm-hmm. even has, he even lives in a creepy castle. You know what I mean? So it's like, I really love that about, about like the, the thing I love about these movies is, uh, and it was also the thing I hated originally, is that these movies aren't even really about the alien creatures. These movies are kind of, they're about David and his, it becomes this weird allegory for like, uh, uh, you know, the slave who was, he was built as a slave and his purpose is to serve humanity. And it becomes a story about how a servant ascends to godhood or at Mm -hmm. least in in his mind anyway uh again we're going to get into that and break that down because when you really break it down it's it's actually much more sinister and twisted but um and that's what i really liked about these movies is that it's like oh these aren't even about the alien creatures it's about david and his weird twisted relationship with humanity and how he views himself as superior to it and once I latched onto that, I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is way more fascinating than just watching a rehash of Aliens. And again, I love Aliens. You know that. I I know that. But again, like, I, I wouldn't want to pay $10 at the movie theater to just watch that same movie over and over again. You know, I, I wonder if mm-hmm. those had come out first. Mm-hmm. If those had come out in actual order, Prometheus... Mm-hmm. Covenant and then the and then aliens. Whatever the third one was supposed to be. Yeah, how they would have been viewed. Yeah, that's yeah. 
<laughs> That's a whole nother because way of I've never I've never actually watched them in that order. I may have to do that next. Is actually watch them in that order and see how it flows. Yeah, and it's funny because I often talk to people who, you know, like you and I, like they love Alien, they love Alien but they don't like Alien 3, and, you know, some people don't like Alien Resurrection, which is, I understand that. I like it, I think it's fine, it's not great, but it's okay. Um, I actually really, really like I really love <laughs> Resurrection in that movie, because he, he steals the show. He's kind of like Bill Paxton in that movie. He's just so over-the-top and and just lovable in a bizarre, goofy way. Um but no, I, I like, I enjoy it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I think it's a bad movie. I just, I understand people who don't like it. That's all I'm saying. But um, to a lot of people, I always say, like, if you want a really enjoyable alien experience, watch the first two movies and then go and watch Prometheus and Covenant. and Because that, that to me, is a much more enjoyable experience. Um, so that that's how I always uh, recommend people watch these movies. But, you know, it's up to you, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so, um, okay, so, where was I going? <laughs> All right, so before before I before I really get into it and really start to break down these movies and just what it is I love about them, like Anna, because what I'm going to talk about, and I might lose you here, Ella, uh, <laughs> I might lose a couple people, but what I'm really going to talk about here is, like, the philosophies and, like, the religious... Uh, undertones to the whole thing because there's a lot of that going on in both of these movies uh right down to their the the titles of these movies as well but they all the titles have significance to what's the underlying mythology here which i'm going to break down but before i get into any of that stuff uh what because like i want to talk about the cast of these movies these movies have an all-star cast both of them do uh prometheus yeah. has like Charlize theron and idris elba and uh who else is that? uh michael fassbender he's in both of these he plays david and walter mm -hmm. spoiler alert um, it's such a great role for him by the way it really is yeah i think he really shines as david and walter because walter he walter is so such a strange i thought it was strange at first because it's like oh he's not just playing another robot He's like actually doing a completely different character, which kind of threw me for a loop the first time I watched Covenant, but it works. You know, like it, like it's a little distracting at first, but like it 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 works, I think. Yeah, um, I you know, yeah, okay, yes, I get it. <laughs> I like I said I have really mixed feelings still about mm -hmm. Covenant even. It's I I do like it. Mhm. Mm I do like it, but it's I, I have mixed feelings about it. <laughs> like, I can't say I love it, and I don't mm -hmm. love Prometheus either, but I can appreciate. Right. But and you, like you said, the, I... The and I is, like, you, you understand, um, I think, because, like, I, I don't know if you would say that you hate these movies, right? No, no, I don't hate them. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't hate them, and like you said, I like that they did something different with it. They didn't just make it you know, to, to cash in on the fact, on the, mm -hmm. the same old alien creature or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's what I was, that's kind of what I'm trying to get a, a, across here is that, like, because it would have been easy. It would have been super easy to just be like, well, we're just going to do the same thing because we know that works. Um, because as everybody who listens to the show should know by now, I hate when you just play it safe. <laughs> like, if you're not, if you're going to do something new, like, take risks. And that's exactly what they did with both of these movies, which is what I 
appreciate. Um, so yeah, so but like, uh, what were some of the things you do like about these movies? Like, if you want to talk about the cast, you want to talk about uh, some of the horror because like Alien Covenant has some genuinely horrifying moments. Like the scene with the backburster, that scene messed yeah. me up. The first time I saw that movie <laughs> scared the living crap out of me. Uh, and to this day, it's it's disturbing. Like, I, I flinch and I, like, kind of curl up into myself every time I see that scene. It's genuinely so, terrifying. I don't necessarily like... I, you know, I love to read horror and I like horror, mov- horror movies, but mm-hmm. I don't like the gore. So mm-hmm. I know that's sort of contradictory, but I love a good thriller... I love mm-hmm. a good psychological thriller. And that's what I really liked about um, Prometheus. That's what that felt like to me. Um, Covenant to me did feel more, it was more gory. Mm-hmm. And so I can do without the gore, but I understand why they put it in there. Mm-hmm. And it does make it more horrifying. Like he really is, like you said, a Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Like he has no regard yeah. for what it is he's creating. He is on this mission to create this, what he thinks is his perfect thing. Yes. And it doesn't matter the pain and the horror that he's putting people through. Yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't care for the gore in it, but, mm-hmm. but I don't know that it would have, yes. I don't know that would have, it would have been as effective in showing really how terrifying David is if it didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah, and um, one of the other things I want to point out is like Prometheus. Prometheus is just a gorgeous movie to look at. Like I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever seen it in 3D. I have, uh, but even if you haven't seen it in 3D, just the cinematography in that movie it is, is gorgeous. It's it's what I call especially the beginning of it. it's one. Of, mm-hmm. It starts out like one of those epic, yeah, sort just epic of, sweeping. Shots. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But also just like the the compositions and like the the color palette, the aesthetic is very visually pleasing. It's a very interesting looking film and a beautiful looking movie. Like even when they're in like the what they think is a cave, it turns out to be the ship. Like it's just it's just one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. Covenant as well, although it has a different aesthetic. Like I said, like each the, each of these movies is essentially a different type of movie so you do have to adjust your aesthetic and your cinematography accordingly but i think both of these movies nail it in that regard and they're both great looking movies they are Um, yeah yeah so so that's another reason i enjoy these movies like you could put prometheus on and like you said you could put it on in the background on your Mm -hmm. giant you know hd tv or whatever with you could just have that playing in the background with the sound off and it would just look amazing you know what i mean it actually um the way prometheus starts reminded me just a bit of aliens because or alien Mm -hmm. because it starts out with those sweeping views like showing Mm -hmm. you just how grand of scale the the ship is yeah how barren it is and how Sort of far how from sterile it is. yes, and how far from civilization civilization yeah. they really are. So it did remind me a bit of Alien the way it began like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I agree. I feel like, um, and I think that was really Scott's intention, like to kind of remind people, like, hey, you know, this is sort of because the, again, there is a lot of that that DNA sprinkled throughout to these movies, which I appreciate. And again, that's one of those things like, how did you not know this was an alien movie? (laughs) 
Well, I mean, now it makes sense, but at the time I'm like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Because believe it or not, I recently spoke to a friend of mine and he, he, he owns Alien Covenant. And he's like, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. And I was like, uh, have you seen Prometheus? And he was like, no, what's that? And I was like, dude, you can't watch <laughs> Alien Covenant without seeing Prometheus. You're going to be so confused, bro. <laughs> yes, you would be. Yeah, because I actually know someone. This is funny. Um, it's actually someone you and I both know. And this person is actually also a fan of Alien and Aliens. But this person did not know uh, did not watch Prometheus before they watched Alien Covenant. And I think it was because they also didn't know it was a prequel. Oh but my they gosh. watched they watched Covenant and they were like, Did you see that new Alien movie? It was so weird. Nothing in it made sense. And I was like, Did you watch Prometheus by any And they're like, No. And I was like, That's why it didn't make any sense to you, dude. Like you gotta watch I don't both know. Of them. I don't know that yeah, if I had just watched Covenant it wouldn't have made any sense to me. No, because like when David shows up, you're gonna be like, "Who is this guy?" You yes. Know? And like, and like, who are these weird aliens that he just uh, committed genocide on? And who's this Shaw person? And why do we even care about? Them? You'd be so confused. You know what I mean? I mean, look, I was confused with Prometheus too, but that's for a whole different reason. <laughs> mm -hmm. I it genuinely really can't. I can't explain to you how genuinely confused I was watching Prometheus, not mm -hmm. knowing that it was part of the franchise mm -hmm. it was like i don't i really just thought it was a ripoff <laughs> <laughs> i mean now i know i sounded like an idiot and i was just like <laughs> how are they getting away with this you were like how 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 is this possible <laughs> and do you know that when you when they did mention the name wayland at the time mm -hmm. i was like oh that's that's the same name as an alien Oh, so you really did just like, oh, it's the same thing. It's just, yeah, they just use that last name. It off. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, it was just like, oh, yeah, they're just using that last name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, you know, it can kind of be generic enough that you wouldn't get in trouble for it. But, yeah. Hey, look, I recently watched a movie, and it's from, I want to say the mid to late 90s. And it is a total predator ripoff. Mm -hmm. So it's not impossible for these people. I can't believe they got away with it. It is a predator ripoff. Yeah, I've seen some pretty horrendous predator ripoffs as well. Uh, one of which, uh, it's probably not the same one you saw, but I saw one that starred Dean Cain, and it's literally just Predator. Um. <laughs> okay, so this one, the guy looked like Dean Cain, but it wasn't Dean Cain. Mm-hmm. But it was it, even right down to the scene where he's jumping off the waterfall. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if it's the same one we saw. It might have. It might have been because, like I said, I watched that movie, and like not because I like was seeking it out, or someone else showed it to me because they watched it, and they're like, "Dude, just check this out. You're, it's it's such an an unabashed, yeah. uh, shameless predator. Yeah, it's got to be the same one because <laughs> I immediately got on Google like. <laughs> is this a ripoff? And everybody compared it like this is a yeah. predator ripoff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how. I, that's the only reason I saw that movie. And I was like, holy crap! This really is just a predator ripoff. <laughs> yeah. So see, that's why I was like, this is an alien ripoff. Another one of these. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, like, unless you had seen the trailers, because I always what? show people the original teaser trailer for Prometheus is literally telling you, hey, this is an alien prequel. 
Like it, it uses the same sound effects, the same uh, the way the title reveals itself. It's literally just the alien teaser trailer. Right, and, and, I, I and that was it. People that to be like, see, it's the alien prequel. But, yeah. yeah, and that was it. Like I hadn't seen any of the previews. I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I was I was in like my own world. Yeah. All right. So, um, so let let let's really start getting into this, Ella, because uh, I think people are waiting for us to get into the nitty gritty of it, uh, and I'm kind of itching to release all this because, like I said, I think I'm pretty sure I might lose some people on this because, like, this is me really digging into this because uh, this is just the way my brain works. But okay, so you've mentioned how. You don't necessarily love these movies. You don't hate them either. So mm -hmm. if you want to talk a bit more in depth on what your feelings are about, like what, like what specifically do you not like about, like what, what is it specifically that like, kind of hurts your feelings, as you say? It hurts my feelings that, yes, it is an alien, but it was created essentially... Mm -hmm by humans and it wasn't the humans didn't actually create it but they created the thing that created the human yeah the, the thing that created the the alien yeah so it all comes back to man's arrogance mm -hmm. you know in creating this thing which you know um what david was what bishop mm -hmm. was you yeah. know an android or whatever they were calling them yeah. It all comes back to man's arrogance and thinking that they're God, that they can yeah. create these beings without there being any consequences. And it's just, it's painful because you know there are genuinely people out there like that. They're going to create yep. something that they don't have any power over, and it is just the ultimate, it's it's man's doom in the end. Yes. No, yeah, and, and you're exactly right. And it's like, I'm hearing you say that, and I was like, oh, yeah, she she really does understand this. Um, but that's the point. <laughs> that's the point, Ella. Um, I know that's the point, but that's why it hurts my feelings. I don't, <laughs> I am, I am man. And I know I have my own experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm writing books and I'm creating characters and I'm killing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I'm their God. And it's like, I don't want that to be pointed out. <laughs> it, it hurts my feelings, like being called out like that. Hey, I get it. Believe me, if there's anybody who gets it, I get it. <laughs> but like, okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because uh, one of the first things I want to break down is the the titles of both of these movies. Prometheus, you know, comes from the Greek mytho comes from Greek mythology. Prome the story of Prometheus, he stole fire from the gods and gave it to humanity. And you know, the parable is that the fire that he stole represents either technology or knowledge. And for this he was punished for all eternity, right? To have his liver eaten out of his body day after day for all eternity. Um, and that's, like you were just saying, like that's that's the whole thing. It's the idea that if you, if you seek something or if you overreach, right, for something that doesn't belong to you, this is ultimately going to be your undoing. This is also very similar to uh, the tree of knowledge, the biblical tree of knowledge, you know, uh, Adam and Eve. They were seduced by the serpent because, you know, God told them you're not supposed to eat from this tree. And the serpent seduced them into doing such, which then caused them to be banished from the Garden of Eden forever. Now, 
in Prometheus, this is all going to come around. I know it is. <laughs> so in Prometheus, you remember when they find the black goo and mm-hmm. it starts to like, you see it start to run down one of the canisters and it runs down into the ground. And it, um, when the two guys go back into that same chamber later on, it has, it has turned into something, a creature, right? Mm-hmm. The first form that this black goo takes is a serpent. That's not coincidence (laughs) so yeah no the idea of the 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 whole purpose of this story was to show that man and by you know by association man's creation like this all goes back to uh like you know the knowledge that humanity is seeking is where do we come from who created us right and then this also comes back to david because he observes his creators which is humanity you know, and he seeks knowledge about them as well. Like, you know, he observes them. He lives among them. Again, it, it's this thing where he was built by humanity to be a servant to humanity. Clearly, he resents that and mm-hmm. ultimately rebels against it. And again, it's that idea that humanity, like you're saying, in their own arrogance, created something that in a lot of ways is superior because unlike humanity, unlike the human beings that created David, David will not die he even says that to wayland do you remember he says uh you are seeking your creator and i am looking at mine you will die but i will not and when he says that you can see wayland get visibly upset where he's like oh i've made this thing too intelligent and then very quickly wayland wants to put him back in his place he says bring me the tea boy and david you can see the yes the resentment on his face like you know, but but he has to obey. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's it's man's arrogance and their man's desire to dominate, I guess, which is ultimately our undoing. So yeah, yeah, I again, like you got it, <laughs> and I get it. <laughs> I get why why that sort of upsets you, but like that's the point, you know. And I'm not saying you don't know that that's the point. I'm just I, saying. I do I do know that's the point, but it's just so uh, you know what it is more than anything mm-hmm. it's unsettling it, it, yeah it is <laughs> it really is especially when you see again like i said when you see and you realize what david becomes over the course of both movies and again it goes back to um both the opening scene of covenant and the the final scene of covenant where peter whalen asks him to play music on the piano and he plays uh what is it the entry of the gods into Valhalla by Wagner. Um, he then plays, he has the ship play that same piece of music at the end of Covenant, and this signifies his ascension to godhood, or at least in his own head, anyways. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> and in, in his eyes, and in David's eyes, there is no redemption for man except to die. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, because he views. See, uh, we are so he views, yeah, he views humans as so imperfect Mm -hmm. that there is no hope for them. Yes, exactly. He, oh man, this is exactly why I wanted to have this discussion with you because (laughs) you're a writer and you understand the thing. So, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. So, to David, humanity, aka his God, is a dying species who is unworthy of creation or resurrection. And this is a quote. These are quotes from the movie. He says, they don't deserve to start again, and I'm not going to let them. And when Walter asks him about his creator, he says, he was human, 
entirely unworthy of his creation. So in David's mind, humanity is equal to the engineers. They're just as uh, they're just as fallible and as uh, impermanent as each other. They're the same, which is why he rebels against both of them and kills them both. <laughs> So, okay, and and I have to say, David isn't wrong. <laughs> no, he's not wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying we deserve to be annihilated, but he's well, not wrong, and that's why it hurts my feelings. <laughs> I believe me, I get it. But this is what makes David so compelling to me is that, <laughs> like I said, it's such a uh, it was such an unexpected story arc to go on in an alien movie where again, like. I'm sure anyone out there who doesn't like these movies, it's because, like me, I was expecting just an alien movie rather than a movie about a robot, you know, uh, becoming or at least aspiring to become more than what he was created to be. So, yeah, to me, this is just so much more fascinating and compelling. Um, but again, like you were saying, uh, you know, David views the engineers and humanity as these imper impertinent things but david ultimately is also just as uh, uh just as arrogant because yes. he, he then becomes obsessed with creating his own quote-unquote perfect life form that being the xenomorph you know yes and that's that's the twist yes exactly the twist is he has become as arrogant as man mm -hmm. as the yes. cre as as what he thinks are unworthy of of living or existing Exactly. And this is what, um, because this is clearly supposed to be a trilogy, like there's supposed to be a third movie. And so Alien Covenant sets up, so, okay, so before I get into this, I have to sort of break down what, uh, come on, where is it? So we talked about where the title Prometheus comes from. So Covenant, uh, the word Covenant uh, is more or less defined as a promise, a pact, or a spoken agreement. But in biblical terms, a, cover a covenant is a formal agreement made by God with the religious community or with humanity in general. Now, the covenant in the, in, in the title, aside being the name of the ship that all our human passengers are on, um, the actual covenant within the film is between David and his creation. So this goes to the scene where we see the first xenomorph emerge, from um, Captain Orem, played by Billy Crudup, because these movies, again, they just have such great casts. Um, but when it emerges from his chest, you see David, you know, he's watching the whole thing very creepily. Um, <laughs> and he rises and stretches his arms out, and the xenomorph mimics this, right? Mm, yeah. And so in religious doctrine, it states that a covenant between God and his creation is not an equal agreement. This is something between a master and a servant. And, you know, again, this shows how just how all this comes back around. David rebelled against, um, you know, being a slave himself, essentially destroying his masters, a.k.a. his gods. But then he treats his own creation exactly the same way that they treated him, you know. And again, he quotes earlier in the movie, breathe on the nostrils of a horse and he'll be yours for life. This is basically him telling you that to him, the xenomorph is nothing but a being meant to be trained into submission. So 
the reason I wanted to bring up what covenant meant, and I'm, I'm sure you already knew this, but this is for our listeners. Um, the covenant between David and his creation was clearly going to fall apart in the third movie, right? Like that's the only way that this can, this would all come back around to the, the, the full story that they're trying to tell here, that David becomes just as arrogant as the beings who created him and the beings that created his creators. And eventually his own creation would turn against him. Um, yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts on that, Ella? You know, I'm hearing you say all this, and my only thought is how brilliant the writers are mm-hmm. who came up with this. And and I cannot, I can't help but feel jealous. Like, yeah, I wish my brain worked that way. Right, because it, it's so, it's, it's just so thought provoking and right? twisted and dark and, for lack of a better word, yummy. Like it's just, <laughs> yes. it's so good. It's you a know? full course meal. It is, and and you love it and you hate it and you mm-hmm. you're it scares you and it all that. That's yeah. when I'm writing. That's what I want people to feel: sad and happy and angry. And mm-hmm. to walk away from it, either hating it or loving it, but something. Yeah. I, I think I've told you the worst, worst thing that that somebody could tell me my book is, is mediocre. That yes. they left feeling nothing. Yeah. Do you exactly. hate it? You Even if they said, I hate it, well, it elicited something in yeah, you. Yeah, you felt something. <laughs> you know, if, if I read a review on one of my books and their title was meh, uh, that... <laughs> That hurt to me wow. more than any review ever. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. eh, I could have taken it. I could have leaving, you know, left it. It's like, so that's what these books or these movies do. And I mm-hmm. love that. And I'm jealous. I wish yeah. I could think like that. No, yeah, exactly. And that's sort of the purpose of why I wanted to do this, uh, this episode and this whole segment was to, you know, because again, like I feel like people didn't like these movies just because they weren't what they expected them to be or wanted to be. And so, if I can do, if the one thing I can do is open people's eyes and make them realize, like, oh, these were actually really well thought out and very thoughtful, and like you're saying, thought provoking, and um, even if they're divisive, like, good. I'd rather people either love it or hate it. I, I, I like you. I hate when people are just kind of in the middle about something. Yes. Um, and I, the other thing that I love about these, again, whether I'm talking to someone who hates this movie, these movies or loves them as much as I do, at least we can have a conversation about them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and there's just so much, there's so much in both of these movies that like, I know you guys can't see this, but like my notes on this, like I haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> um, but I think I might save some of this. Uh, you know, possibly another episode because there's just too much for us to break down tonight. And I have to tell you, this came at the perfect time because I'm in the middle of writing, I think I told you that, my new series. And part of it, a big part of it, the whole crux of the movie is man's arrogance and thinking mm. that they can fix something that is unfixable and they end up making things worse. Making it worse, yeah. And so that's that's like what David did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? and so, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, so let's talk, because uh, like I said, like, there's so much going on in here that, like, if I tried to 
if I try to, like, let's talk, all right, so before we move on, because I do want to talk a bit about, because like I said, this is clearly supposed to be a trilogy, and there's a third part that I'm really hoping we get that closes out this whole story arc. I didn't but, know there was a third one coming. Well, there's supposed to be, and again, well, well, screw it, let's talk about it right now. So, um, so there, obviously there was a negative reaction to both of these movies upon release, and Alien Covenant actually didn't do very well at the box office. Oh, that stinks! That big, yeah. You and know that because of that, mm -hmm. because of that, um, the future of this franchise is in question. But also yes. because 20th Century Fox was recently purchased by Disney, that also puts the franchise in jeopardy as well. You um, know that means we're never going to see it, right? Well, I do have a little bit of optimism for you to chew on. So Ridley Scott has done a couple of interviews recently where he says he's very dedicated to making it happen uh, to keep, he, he wants to finish out the story that he began telling. And he actually, like, this is how smart he is. He has actually embarked on a mission to endear himself to Disney. He's agreed to direct a couple of projects for them on the condition that they then in turn allow him to finish uh, what he's doing with Alien right now. So there's hope. Oh, there that makes hope. me happy. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody just, you know, keep your fingers crossed and hope for the, hope for the best because I really want to see how this all turns out. Um, so, there are some hints as to what's supposed to happen next, which we, we will get into in a little bit. But um, what were you going to say, Ellen? I was going to say, I, I had that initial gut reaction. It's never going to happen because um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched The Divergent movies. I, ha I have not, but I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Okay, so, you know, they made the three of them, mm -hmm. and the third one did not do well. And so yeah, the fourth one just, now there's no hope. It's never going to get made. They talked about putting it as a TV series, and it was mm -hmm. just, uh, it was a big disappointment. Yeah, it's like that movie's probably never going to happen, which, no. is, which is disappointing. It, it is because now all of the key actors and actresses have basically said they're not interested anymore. Yeah. And I mean, I can understand that from their point of view as well. Right. It's like if, you know, you were contracted to star in like these big budget theatrical releases and then they're like, well, you're going to have to go to TV now. It's like, I probably wouldn't do that either. Yeah. that, And they <laughs> said that that wasn't in their contract, so they're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, there there is hope that we'll get um, the third film in this, this trilogy. Um, but again, uh, we do have some hints as to what was supposed to happen. Like I said, um, very clearly, I think the idea was that the Xenomorphs would turn on David uh, and would then, you know, because the story would be his his ascension and then ultimately his fall. But, uh, Ella, I don't know if you watched all of the, because there's a lot of supplementary material for both of these movies, and I sent you a good amount of them. Yeah, I watched one, what you there said. There was one in particular in regarding... Alien Covenant, where David, it's kind of David's video uh, journals or diaries, whatever you want to call them. And he talks about how upon acquiring the the crew of the, the Covenant, he has now found his queen and it shows an image of, um, oh, what is her name? The, the, the lead female from Covenant, I can't remember. But obviously that, that implies that his his next move would be to create the alien queen. Oh. Yeah. So, and you could, you can imagine like, okay, so imagine David who views himself as the creator slash the God of this species. 
he then makes the mistake of creating the queen. And as we know, the queen, you don't want to mess with her. So Right. So what what do you think about that, Ella? Is does that sound interesting to you? Yeah, of course. I mean, look, I'm always gonna watch an alien movie, you know, mm -hmm. and especially it just ended on such it is it does end on a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. I think it's a cliffhanger. I mean oh, I suppose sure. you, you could watch it and be like, okay, but yeah, there does need to be closure with it. You know what? I would even read a book if he wrote it as a book. Mm -hmm. If that's all he could get accomplished was to write it as a book. So would I. I'd read that <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that interests me. That that puts a whole new spin on it. I would have never thought that's where it was going to go. But yeah, yeah, and it's it's you know again. I really hope uh, I really hope we get the the third film because it's just I really hate when a story is left unfinished, and I think you do as well. Yeah. So. I, I, you know, being you being an author, a creative, being an artist, um, yeah, I think uh, I think any artist's worst fear is for their what they're working on to be left unfinished. Yes. So, so I, you know, I feel I feel for Scott. You know, I I really hope he gets to finish it because I really want to see it. So. I hope so too. Yeah. So uh, Ella. Do you have any do you have any other thoughts or insights you want to share on this? I you know it, with all the stuff you've mentioned it just brings it all back to me. Like like I said mm -hmm. it's been about 3 or 4 months since I saw them. Mhm. Mm and I think I block a lot of it because it just like I I don't know any other way to describe it other than it just it hurts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it, it, it's unsettling like you said. It is unsettling and so I block a lot of it and then you bring it up I'm like yes. <laughs> yeah i can't help but i oh, ahead, do i do like them and i think if i watched them more it would end up being mm -hmm. i'd probably end up loving them but i just i need to take them in slow bites i need to eat at it and <laughs> nod it slowly because it's just it's too emotional for me because i'm so attached to this franchise mm -hmm. this is like the first first movie franchise that yeah. I just, I feel like it belongs to me, you know? Yeah. And so when people talk about it, I'm like, it's hard for me not to either get defensive or jump in enthusiastically or. Oh yeah. I hear you. I really do. But th that's kind of how I feel about these two movies specifically. When I hear people like uh, talking bad about them, like talking trash about these movies, I'm like, all right, hold on guys. Like you get it. So Yeah. You, you clearly don't. And that's what it is. I know it didn't do well. Mm -hmm. When you said it didn't do well, that actually hurt my feelings too because it's because people don't get it. Yeah, and I'm and not it, saying, it, it, and, and oh, it's not ahead, because it's not because I'm I'm saying I'm superior anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think it is deep. It's a deep movie, and I think a lot of people are not looking for a philosophically deep movie. They're looking for an alien. Yeah. They're looking <laughs> for an aliens action. Yeah, you know. That, yeah, that, that's exactly what I think it is. Like I said, because my initial reaction to the to Prometheus was like, oh, I hate it. It's terrible. Get it away from me. But it was because I was expecting something completely different, you know? Right. Um, and again, I'm not saying that I'm somehow smarter than anybody else or like, like you said, I'm certainly not saying I'm superior. I'm just saying I can at least take a step back and be like, okay, well you know, what, what specifically was it about this that turned me off? And then I can look at it again and be like, you know what? It really was just my expectations. Let me open up my mind, approach it from a different perspective. 
and maybe see what they were trying to give me in the first place. And once I did that, I'm like, no, I actually really like this. You know yes. what I mean? And that's <laughs> when you can say, um, again, I don't want to come off sounding like arrogant or anything, but it's mm -hmm. an art. It These movies to me are mm -hmm. an artist's perspective of where mm -hmm. they wanted this series to originate from. Yeah. And you can see that you can see it and you can oh, yeah. feel that they've put a lot of thought into this. Like For we sure. said, with the sweeping scenes and down to the music, down to the small detail. And a yeah. lot of people just are not interested in that. You know, I, yeah. I deal with that with writing. People want a quick short, you know, they would just want to read it and forget about it. <laughs> and they want to enjoy it and they don't want to have to think about it or be faced with, you know what I'm saying? I really do. Yeah. I, I, again, like not to get too controversial here, but like, it's kind of like people, like we were saying, or like I said, uh, these movies are kind of, they're full course meals. And a lot of the times people don't want that. They want fast food. And there's yes, nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. Cause I, I'm, I sometimes just want to go to the movie and enjoy myself and sit mm -hmm. down and watch a either something funny or I don't really care for romance movies, go figure, <laughs> but um, you know, but something I can just sit down and watch and then forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I 100% agree. Like I said, like most people, when they go to see a movie, uh, they just want fast food, you know? And again, like, that's totally fine. Like I'm like that as well. Um, but I think like people knocking something like this, just because like, Oh, this isn't what I wanted. That doesn't make it bad. It just means that's not what you wanted. That's all it is. Right. So, you know, it, it's, it, it clearly isn't for everyone. That's all I'm really trying to do. And if it's not for you, that's totally fine. You know, I get it. I'm just saying, like, maybe try and be civilized about it. That's all I'm really trying to preach here is, like, if you like something that someone doesn't like or someone likes something that you don't like, don't be a dick about it. You know? I was going to say, yeah, I get it. If you don't like it, that's fine. Just don't tell me. Okay, no, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> because I just don't want to hear about it because yeah. I, with anything else, I'm very open-minded. But like I said, I sort of feel like these movies are like, they're mine. I know they're not. I know, mm -hmm. but I hold them very close to, to the vest, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, please don't talk bad about them. <laughs> just, just what you can say, whatever you want. When I walk out the door, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I'm. I'm like. I'm. I'm just the same. Um. Like I said, specific. Like in regards to this franchise, specifically these two, because, like I said, like I. 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 And and again, like you know, like you're saying, like I can watch Aliens over and over and over again. That movie has rewatchability. But like these two movies, Prometheus and Alien Covenant, uh, like you, like I can watch them both back to back. But like I have to set aside time if I'm gonna watch both of these because it's like. I can really only watch these movies once and then I got to take yes. like a break and then maybe I'll come back to them like a couple months later. Like that's, <laughs> that's fine. Yes. And also these are not what I consider background noise movies. No, not at all. Because it, it's again, it's comes down to, it's making you think about stuff like, wait, what did I miss? What's going mm -hmm. on? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause uh, there's a reason why when I was talking about aliens, I called it, it's a bombastic war movie. It's very loud, very fast-paced, you know, it's snappy, it's quick, 
And again, I love that. I love that about that movie. That movie will forever be one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like what you were saying, it's like that movie and these two movies require a different set of, um, I guess, audiences, or at least a, a mindset from your audience. Because, right. you know, like like you were saying, like if you're going to watch these movies, you kind of have to just sit there and absorb and it all. You do. Yeah. It's, like, it's like reading a book where you... You know, it's going to be that where I'm having to read the same sentence over and over because I'm not paying attention. Yes. <laughs> and, and so this is one where I have to focus on it. Yeah, same, same. Um, yeah, because like I said, I uh, I I watched these uh, back to back as I was preparing for for this uh, recording this episode, and you know, as I was watching them, I was sort of, but like, yeah, it was that thing where it's like. I got to take this note down and, and, and break this down. But at, at the same time, I was like, well, I don't want to miss anything because I'm going to miss thing that's probably important. So I'd have to pause it, <laughs> write down my notes, and then unpause it and watch. And, you know, it was like that all day. So, so yeah, I've only seen Prometheus 3 and Covenant because I liked it a bit better mm -hmm. and I, I understood it better mm -hmm. um, in context with Prometheus. I yes. think I've watched four times. Yeah, but it's definitely not more than four times, maybe three times. But yeah, I'm trying to think. I think I've seen Prometheus maybe. Uh, I'm gonna say at least at least ten times. But I mean, that movie came out in 2012. Um, Covenant, I think I've only seen that one about maybe five times. Yeah, and that movie came out in 2017. So, um, but yeah, so um. I just really love these movies, you know, and yeah, I understand if you don't like them, totally, that's okay, you know, uh, but if I can maybe enlighten some people out there to maybe give them another chance and maybe open up your minds and, like I said, come at it from a different perspective, understand that this movie was never going to be Aliens version two, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Uh, and if you can look at it like that and you can really just take in everything that it's that it's saying, um, I think you'll you'll enjoy it a, a lot more than and you than you did. And it's beautifully filmed. I mean, mm -hmm. anybody who appreciates the cinematography and mm -hmm. it's it's a pretty movie to look at. It's gorgeous to look at. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I said, like if you, I don't know if you've seen again. I don't know if you've seen the three D version. Like I said, I saw it in theaters in three D, and it's one of those movies that I think is worth seeing in 3D at least once because it aside from just the cinematography looking gorgeous um you'll notice like even if you're just watching it in 2D like there's a lot of the the computer heads up displays and whatnot um that stuff really looks amazing in 3D so get out man like it's it's pretty cool um covenant I don't think I saw that in 3D but I don't think that one requires it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I so I just, I just, I just really, really love these movies. And again, I think it just comes down to audience expectations. You know, people expect one thing, they get another and they don't like it. So, so do you remember when we did the six degrees of for these, yes. for this franchise? I do remember. And now that we've added two new movies to the mix. Yeah. Like, just, it's, crazier i'm thinking this franchise encompasses every actor ever probably <laughs> yeah 
Because, okay, like, it's not now every got... actor in line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, it's got to cover at least. Okay, I'll maybe eighty percent of the actors. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it gets super, super crazy, like uh, with Prometheus and Alien Covenant now, because like those movies, have, like that, they've got uh, Charlize Theron, Michael Fassbender. Covenant has Danny McBride mm -hmm. and James Franco, uh, which we didn't even talk about those two. Um, let's talk about the cast a little bit since we're, since we're already here. One of the things that I really loved about Alien Covenant was the addition of Danny McBride in the cast because I, obviously everybody knows him from his comedic work, but like he actually turns in a very, a very good uh, dramatic performance. And I was... Like, yes. you know, I was sideswiped by it. <laughs> so bravo to Yeah, him. you know, I was actually really surprised to see him in it. Mm -hmm. And he did a really good job in it. Yeah. I love Catherine Waterston, though. Everything I've ever so seen her I. in. And, I, you know, and me, along with, I'm sure, countless other women have a huge crush on Michael Fassbender. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was hard. It was It was hard to like him. Yeah. Like he's he's nice to look at, but it was just like, oh he's my gosh. It, but it's such a great role. For yeah. Yes. He's just so evil and like and he, twisted. He, <laughs> he does such a good job of playing like a cold, heartless SOB. Yeah, he really does. Uh and like I said, like one of the, the I think it was brilliant having him play two characters in Covenant. You know, he plays David and he plays Walter. Yes. And he gets to play two completely different types of characters. Like, I really liked Walter. Right. <laughs> yes, Walter was the lovable version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked Well, okay, him. maybe not lovable, but... Yeah. He was more... Um, like Bishop. Yeah. He exactly. was more of the Bishop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we've, we've harped on and on about just how twisted David is. So... <laughs> But yeah, no, the, the cast just, for these movies are fantastic. Um, who else is in it? Like uh, Billy Crudup, like I said, and uh, I'm forgetting so many people. They're, they're, these casts. Numi. Numi Rapaces. Numi Rapaces. Right? Yeah. And not Tom Hardy, Logan Marshall Green. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always refer to him as His not Tom Hardy. Yeah. Cause, come on, guys! You have to—he looks a lot like Tom Hardy. Come on. And Guy Pierce as Wayland. Guy Pierce, yes. Guy Pierce is so good. Um, yeah, the he always plays sort of those. Yeah, he he plays a, a specific type as well. Yes, he does. Yeah. Did you watch the the? Oh, you, you said you watched all that stuff I sent you, but um, Peter Wayland's I, TED I Talk. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, that was fantastic, I think. Just as a piece of supplementary material, because it really gave Guy Pierce something to sink his teeth into, it, it, you know, for that character. Because he got to do that whole monologue. I mean, it was supposed to be a TED Talk, but you watch it and you really understand, like, oh, this guy is kind of full of himself. And, like, he, you know, in his pursuit for immortality, it's because he believes the longer he lives, the more godlike he will become you know yeah he's a sob too though he really is yeah 
like the relationship with him and his daughter and uh, you know he oh that's right and Patrick Wills Pat Patrick Wilson I always forget he's in that movie I always forget he Shaw's yeah. father until I see him in the movie and it, it surprises me mm -hmm. every time <laughs> so yeah that's Benedict right. Wong is in that movie as well which one he's in Prometheus Benedict Wong he's one of the pilots oh yeah yes yeah uh-huh. And he was also yep. in, in another sci-fi movie called Sunshine, which is also one of my favorite uh, sci-fi movies of all time, which shares a lot of what similar themes with uh, with these movies. Uh, Sunshine. You've seen that movie, right? Mm, I don't think I've seen. You, I don't oh, think I'm, so. I'm sure you have. It has, it has like, Chris Evans and Killian Murphy, and uh, it's, it's a movie about scientists who are on an expedition to reignite the dying sun. I'm sure you've seen it. <laughs> Maybe and what's it called again? Sunshine. You know, like, like no, the sun. I... You shine like the sun. <laughs> yeah, it's a I really haven't, good movie. If you that. haven't seen it, check it out. Like, it's a great movie. I think you'll really enjoy it as well. Um, if you haven't seen oh, it. Oh, wait, wait. Maybe I have. I'm looking it up right now. I think I have seen it. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. I think you and I have had conversations about it. But then yeah, I talk I, to everybody I... about that. Yeah, I actually really love Oh, yes. It's yeah, Cillian Murphy. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great movie. I love that movie. I totally Actually, forgot about that. I would, so... I would recommend if you want to do a, a triple bill, do like Sunshine and then Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Those three work really So I love well sci-fi movies. Yeah, I love sci-fi movies. I recently rewatched Event Horizon. Yes, I Event forgot Horizon how great that great. movie. I love that I movie I forgot how well. good that is. Yeah. And that's another one of those. It's... Um, like Alien is is kind of a the haunted house in outer space. Although it's a lot, it's I I think it's far more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's and it's that one is gory. It's very gory. Yeah, for Lawrence sure. Fishburne in that one. Yep, Larry Fishburne, Cowboy Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love okay, Lewis so Fishburne. now, so oh, now go I'm gonna have to. Now I'm going to have to rewatch Prometheus and mm -hmm. um, Covenant again. Yeah, please do so. Like I said, um, uh, maybe maybe if this conversation, I don't know, like I said, like if it has opened your eyes a little bit more, that's, that's really all my, that's my mission. <laughs> you know, if I can open up people's, open their minds and open up their eyes and help them see things that they didn't realize were here originally, hey, my job is done. So, oh, Yeah, man. I agree. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, was there anything else you wanted to mention, Ella? I don't think so. I'm sure I'm, you know what? I should have rewatched these again, but I, like I said, three or four months is just not enough time between the last time I yeah. saw them to put myself through that again. <laughs> That's fine. And it, hey, there's... it's, it's my fault. Okay. <laughs> like I said, like we've been trying to, to, to record this episode for almost a year now and i just haven't gotten my button gear so <laughs> that's my bad but it was good timing like i said this kind of you know it i think it'll uh spurs some uh it spurs my imagination with the story i'm currently writing so that's good yeah that's good and again if i can do that if i can do that for you i mean I'm, that'll make yeah. me happy <laughs> you know I, I look i take inspiration in any way it comes so hey same you know, I recently got, and I, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure I should talk about this on the show. Uh, screw it. I'll be really vague about it. I recently <laughs> got 
inspiration for a script that I'm going to write from, believe it or not, a viral video. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I've been bouncing some ideas. Hey, it's like, yes. Like strange stuff will inspire me. Like I saw mm -hmm. a duffel bag, just mm. this very generic duffel bag. And like immediately my mind went somewhere with this duffel bag, yep. you know, like I'm like, gosh, that's duffel bag. You could probably fit like a body in there. And immediately on my mind, <laughs> like, really? I knew yeah. that's where your head was. <laughs> and so immediately, like, I started coming up with a story based on this duffel bag. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, you know, take inspiration where you can get it. That's I'm certainly right. not going to judge you. I understand. I really do. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, again, people, if, uh, you know, check out these movies again. You might just enjoy them a little bit more than you did the first time around. What do you think, Ella? Yes, I hope so. Yes, I definitely think people should give these movies a try. And maybe do it like I did it. I, I do recommend doing back-to-back -back, mm -hmm. um, just because you, well. it um, it's better. You can better understand them. And also... Um, I don't know, maybe if you've already watched them once like I did and you hated it, just I, I just implore people to maybe give it another chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Like I said, I also, I also recommend watching them together because like we said earlier in the episode, um, I think Covenant makes Prometheus a better movie and it definitely helps you understand certain things in that movie uh, just much more intimately again like david's entire motivations are established so well in that opening scene of um covenant that covenant, it, it, yeah. it makes his it makes everything he does in prometheus make way more sense so yeah it I does do absolutely that opening scene just mm -hmm. i agree with you the first time i saw that i was like well of course now i get it <laughs> yeah exactly and so yeah and for that reason alone both of them together so yeah. And I know I'm not the only one. Like Ella just said it. And like I said, I've had conversations with other people who agree that the two of them work better together than separately. So. And if you, and if you can't dedicate the time to watch them together, um, you know, mm -hmm. like you were saying, maybe give it, give it a day or two, but try to watch them close together. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, I'm pretty sure that's all we have to say about it. Although, like I said, I've got way too many notes here. Um, nice. Maybe maybe we'll do a second one for this uh, installment. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I'm definitely not going to throw these notes away. <laughs> um, okay. But, uh, yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the first installment of Hashtag Unapologetic, and hopefully we're going to do I, – I know myself, Cliff – and I don't know, Ella. Do you have any ideas for further installments in this that you might want to do? You don't want. You don't have to say what they are, right now. But do you think there's something else uh, you might want to kick up? Well, of course, the Predator franchise. Hello. Yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have to do that because, like we were saying earlier, we love that franchise, and I know there are installments in that franchise that some people don't do not enjoy. Predator Two, which and I also both how about and and just food for thought the uh, mm -hmm. the Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd love to do that. I love I love you know dunking what? on people who talk trash about those movies. You know what? 
I loved those movies. And recently when I saw them, oh, probably within the last year again, I forgot how good those movies are. What are I don't understand the hate. Me neither. I've always thought they were enjoyable movies, fun movies. Um, yes. I saw, I saw both of those in theaters. And I thought like when, cause I heard people talking like, Oh, it's terrible. It's trash. And I was like, what are you guys on? Like, what exactly were you expecting from these movies? I don't get it. And this is coming from a guy who read fantastic four comic books growing up. So for anybody out there who's like, Oh, you never read the comics. I did. All right. I have the issue. That's the origin story. I'll go pull it out of my, <laughs> out of my collection <laughs> right now. Okay. And that was another where I'm watching where I, I had watched those however many years ago. And mm-hmm. when I recently saw them again, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Chris Evans. Like, I yeah. totally forgot that that was Chris Evans in there. Yeah. Those movies have a great cast as well. Chris Evans. Yeah. Jessica Alba, Michael Chiklis, uh, mm-hmm. Johan Griffith, which that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, what's the name of the, uh, Julian McMahon. Oh, man. He yeah. Was, he was something, wasn't he? <laughs> why? Yeah, why, yeah, why do you sure. say, why do you say what was? Is he no longer around? Oh, no, no, no. He still is. I just haven't seen him Okay, don't, don't panic me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my apologies. I didn't mean to, <laughs> to startle you. There. I had a little bit of a, a, a spike there under my blood pressure. Like, wait, what? Was? <laughs> How terrible would that have been if I'd been like, yeah, he's dead. Didn't you hear? Like, oh, my God. Didn't you hear he died like two years ago? I'd have been like, what? How did I not know? Yeah, that would be so terrible. That has That happens recently. I'm looking up when Peter Falk died. Because hmm. I was watching Columbo. And I'm like, he died that long ago? How did yeah. I? What? <laughs> yeah, it's so out of the while. loop. Yeah. Although that you really are out of the loop. Things. Not to I'm not to, you, I get, not to get too judgy. But I do like I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff unless it genuinely interests me. Mm-hmm. I just I don't have time for it. Like I only have so much like you know. Fair. Memory space in I my brain. It. I get it. I. <laughs> I've got, it's packed with book ideas that I'm still trying to get out on paper, so. Oh, I know. I know. I'm still waiting for a certain series of yours to come out, so. Hey, look, I was in the <laughs> process of writing that certain series when this other series, because I've look, been I, plotting hey, this series. I get it, Ella. I get it. Okay, I'm just You're making me get, you're making it. me defend myself here. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm telling you, but these, these characters jumped in like, Forget it. You're taking too long with the other characters. It's our turn now. Yep. I, I understand. It happens to me all the time. Which is why I'm surprised I, I got the one script finished that I, I sent to you and Cliff. So. Oh, yes. And by the way, mm-hmm. I read that. Well, I'm almost done reading it. All right, cool. We'll talk about that just, after, just, after we stop okay. recording because I don't want to put too much out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can tell you can tell me your thoughts after, because uh, I'm a little. That's mainly because I'm insecure, but also I don't want people to know. Okay. Until, <laughs> okay. Un- until I can, until I'm like, all right, this is definitely a thing. Um. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm always surprised whenever I finish something because, like you, I often get distracted, mainly because another mm-hmm. story will pop up in my head, and then I'm like, well, now I got to work on this thing. So. Yep. I get it. I get it. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> you know I love you, Ella. You're okay. one of my favorite people in the yes, whole world. Yes, okay. Thank you. <laughs> but it, thank you for inviting me to this. This was fun. Now I'm going to have to go rewatch the movies. Yeah, hey. 
There we go. I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll start getting out of here because uh, Cliff, who's on producer duty, I know it's already getting late over where he is, and I don't want to keep him up too late. So Ella, Miss Ella Dominguez, um, you're a fan favorite on this show. We love having you on, and we'll continue to bring you back as often as we possibly can. Um, Thank you very so, much. So yeah, let everybody out there know where they I can find you really. online, where they can find your books. Uh, you can find my books on um, mostly on Amazon. Um, a few of them are on uh, Apple, iTunes, and my uh, Instagram name is Ella underscore Dominguez, and it's the same on Twitter. Nice. Yeah, definitely, definitely follow her on Twitter and Instagram or Facebook. You have a Facebook page people can like. Um, yeah. She's she posts <laughs> on Facebook. It's mostly memes, but. Uh, very fun, nevertheless. So if that's what you're into, go give her a follow. Uh, she does occasionally post updates on what she's working on. So there's that as well. <laughs> I know. I always think this is my author page, and I very rarely post author stuff on there. Right. But, I mean, that's one of the things I love about your pages. Just, it's a good time. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what that's It's entertaining, if people. nothing else. Exactly. And that's really what you guys need in your life right now. <laughs> But that's where she is. That's where you can find her. Do yourself a favor. Check out some of her work. It's it's fantastic. Like I always say, even if the content is not your cup of tea, she has a very unique uh, voice as an author. And I always have a, a great time reading things that she's written. Sometimes she will send me stuff to look over, and it's always a treat. So give it a shot. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I am, of course, Antonio Padilla. You can find me on... Uh, pretty much every piece of social media is either Tron Pilgrim or Tron Pilgrim 87. Uh, you can like Nerds of the Roundtable on Facebook. Please go do that if you want to keep up with the news stories that we are keeping up on. And if you want to know what is coming down the pipeline on this. Uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for us tonight. This has been first episode of Hashtag Unapologetic. And if you enjoyed what you heard tonight, you know, keep listening because we are definitely going to do more of these. So... Join us next time, folks. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Good night. <laughs>